Hiya, and uh, welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team for another week. Um, as always, you're joined by myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew. Once again, we have our good friend Bianca with us as well. Unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's fully exhausted his list of things to do during lockdown and is now uh, about to put his head through a window. Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? Uh, we are along. good. Yeah. Excellent. Good. I'm glad to hear it from both of you. Um, are we, I don't know, full of excitement and joy that this is still ongoing, as in lockdown? Oh, I wouldn't put it that far. No? No. No. No, really no. <laughs> no? Okay, that's fine. That's allowed. Um, well, anyway, on this edition of the show, we've got a little bit of a um, mixed bag for you this week. We are going to be discussing the fact that The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed indefinitely. Excellent. So glad to hear that, Naughty Dog. Thanks for delaying it the first time, meaning you got to the way of uh, the whole coronavirus bullshit. Anyway, um, we've also got for you a good news story from Drew. Thanks, Drew, for that one, which is that Final Fantasy VII has uh, finally <laughs> dropped. Well, sorry. Final Fantasy VII Remake has finally dropped. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, then we've also, if we have time, going to discuss both Breaking Bad, with Drew, which Drew has finally finished, and Bianca, we're going to discuss... What were you going to discuss? Fast and the Furious movies. Right. Right. I like that you right? just zoomed in there right. as you said right. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Like, right. Naturally. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, let's then... Anyway, on with the show. Crack on with things. On with the show. Let's just uh, maybe start off at the top, which is, I guess, the sad news for us, Bianca. Last of Us 2 is delayed indefinitely, and I don't know what to do with my life now. No. No, I don't know either. So um, I I played Last of Us One in preparation. So had I for Last of Us Two, and yep. I got myself so psyched. But this isn't the first time I got myself psyched because it was supposed to drop at our birthdays, Philip. Yes, it was, and I was very excited for that, and I was absolutely gearing up. That was the goal. Was that the goal was to play through our birthday weekend and play the entire game. Correct. And then it got delayed that, from February to yes, April 20, originally. No, was it not May 21st? I thought it was May 21st off the bat. Or maybe ma- yeah, May 21st? Just, maybe May it was. I don't know. It was supposed to be end of May. We were supposed to have the game. Yep. And then coronavirus happened. Corona. Yes. Now, now... Now, just to be clear, the delay that's happened this time is not a delay along the lines of um, the first one, which is where they just hadn't got the game ready. No, no, this one was more along the lines of Sony felt like it was going to be hard to be able to get the game to everyone in a physical sense. So they decided that instead of maybe releasing it like a digital copy instead, and those that had pre-orders of physical copies could then redeem those copies later and have the the cost of this one removed for example the the digital copy removed (coughs) excuse me um instead they decided let's just delay the game for everyone so no one can get it until after the pandemic is over um by which time everyone will be back at work and 
working hard and have no free time because everything is just going at a million miles an hour. So therefore, let's wait for, instead of giving the game to people during a time where they have nothing to do, let's make sure they we get, get the game to everyone when there's no free time. That's what we'll do. So, so that's ha- what they're doing. I have a theory about that. Yes. And it's basically that they, because the game wasn't actually properly ready by February, this mm. is only two, three more months for them to actually get it out. And you got to think, even though mm-hmm. it's three more months, about two weeks of that is just prepping the CD, like, because mm-hmm. they've got physical copies. Um, I have a theory that it still wasn't completely ready, but they were bargaining on the fact that people were going to be playing it over a long period of time and only mm-hmm. the really dedicated people were going to find the bugs the first time round, and then mm-hmm. they could just update it with patches. That was my yeah, theory. It's not a bad strategy, not a bad thought. Um, I I don't know how I feel. I mean, I've, I've read quite recently a lot about how Naughty Dog do things and how they run the, the business and how... Um, I read this after the, the delay and I was... Because I'd always just thought all along that a delay like that from February to, to, to May would be good for the designers if they if they felt like they just didn't have the finishing polish on it and they just needed to work a little bit harder. Okay, that's really annoying, but okay, no problem, do it. But I've now read how Naughty Dog operate and the level of intensity that they go through and one of the reasons why this game and the last game, Uncharted 4, took so long to be released. Um, Naughty Dog have a very big history of what's called crunching, which is the final phase of a game um, where you're just trying to, again, get everything done because the deadline is well within sight. Um, and with the deadline originally being February, everyone was like, okay, we're crunching until February. That's awful. Um, but let's see what we can do. Crunching, basically, uh, for Naughty Dog, is people don't go home from, from work. They stay at work. They work 18 to 20 hours a day. Um, they basically lose families, divorces happen, um, people get depressed, people end up quitting, um, people leave at the end of the game, they stay around till the game's released, that way they get their bonus, and then they quit Naughty Dog, because Naughty Dog is, as much as we love it, volatile work environment, for that reason, it comes across like it's really nice and friendly, again, it's the lots of hug and bear, um, theory, looks all friendly and happy but he's evil mm. um and that's basically so we're, we're told that i've now read that crunching was meant to happen till february then there was the delay and the delay was till may which meant that the people that were crunching till february are now having to crunch till may now with this delay happening um either these people are going to have to crunch even further because naughty dog is going to going to look at it and say hey we've got more time why don't we work even harder on this thing or they're going to do the right thing, which is stop and then get the game out when they can. And maybe this is, I, I genuinely hope this is all on Sony and Sony just saying, no, we can't get, again, doing the whole um, James Bond thing and saying, oh, we don't want to release to some people and not others because that's not very nice for their feelings. I hope this is purely a monetary thing and like we can't sell as many copies of this as possible. So let's delay it. I hope this is that because if it's the other one and they're still crunching, Naughty Dog can fuck off because that's evil to do that to their employees. See, I'd say that it's about um, an image 
of, you know, we don't – because there's a lot of games that are coming under fire, like Animal Crossing came under fire because their lines for their mm-hmm. game were humongous. Mm-hmm. But there are other Sony games that are being released, as we were talking about Final Fantasy. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, if it if it's if it's just more time to get crunch, get get crunch time, mm. that's slack. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's say it monet- as such. Say and, it as such. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a monetary ploy done by Sony, I hope that they treat their workers nicely. This sounds yeah. more like a Naughty Dog problem than a Sony problem, though. Well, I've got the, I've got the press release here. Um, and the James Bond thing has nothing to do with Sony because Sony's not releasing it. No, no, I'm, I mean the James Bond thing purely in the the fact that they were saying it was a friendly thing in order to to not not risk people's lives and their health. Yeah, really, it's all about the money. Like, just oh, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with the company saying it's just about the money. The fact that they say it's not about the money infuriates me. Yeah, that pisses course. me off. Just yeah. be honest about it. Um, anyway, so this is I believe this is the. Um, the statement, um, as you've likely just seen, the release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed. We're sure this news is just as disappointing to you as it is to us. We wanted to reach, not to not to all of you, wait. We wanted to reach out to all of you in our community to give you a little more information. The good news is, we're nearly done with development of The Last of Us Part 2. We are in the midst of, our, of fixing our final bugs, so that means crunching, which yeah. means people are losing their lives. Um, however... Even with us finishing the game, we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch The Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play The Last of Us Part 2 around the same time, ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. We were bummed about this decision, but ultimately understood it's what's best and fair to all of our players. We're hoping this will not be a long delay, meaning it will be about six month delay, no doubt. Um, and we'll update you as soon as we have new information to share. Wish you all, your families, your friends, the best of health. Thank you for being amazing fans and can your continued support. Stay safe, Naughty Dog. So, <coughs> yeah. Basically, it's a Sony decision. Um... As Sony is the publisher for the game, Naughty Dog's the creator. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Basically, the game's delayed indefinitely, and I can only see this happening for the next six months, because I see coronavirus going on for the next six months. Um, <coughs> yeah, so that's it. That's where we're at. You don't think they'll hang it off to the end of the year and conveniently create it as the launch title for the PS5? No, I do see that happening, but I also yeah I, I see that happening absolutely, absolutely. But it's not fair to um, it's not fair to a lot of people if they do that. No, it's really not. Also, I love the fact that you're wearing a PlayStation shirt. Can we just point that out quickly? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's because it's because the PlayStation has brought me much joy. Of course. Um, off, t- off topic, but I've been playing another game, playing um, Red Dead Redemption Part 2 for the first time. Oh, yes. Or Red Dead Redemption 2, I should say, for the first time. And that game is phenomenal. I've heard good things. 
Yes, it is nothing like the disappointment that is Last of Us Part 2. Um, in many ways, what I'm terrified about, can I just say, what I'm terrified about is um, years ago on the PlayStation 3, hmm. when the PlayStation 3 first came out, yeah. we had uh, Gran Turismo Prologue come out, which was, there was Gran Turismo 4 that. was the last Gran Turismo title on PlayStation 2. PlayStation 3 came out and we got Gran Turismo Prologue and everyone was like, oh my god, if this is just like a, basically a demonstration version of the game, what's the final game going to look like? It's going to be incredible. Now that game got delayed, mostly we believe because the PlayStation 3 was so hard to build a game for. Um, That game got delayed so many times, I think it was something along the lines of two to three years, if not more, but it got delayed. To the point that when it came out, it was so underwhelming and felt so cheap compared to what a delay of that value or that length of time should have been able to create. Mm. Um, and there were so many mistakes and errors and just shittiness and things that were carried over from, from Gran Turismo 4, which weren't updated to PlayStation 3 quality, that the game felt so underwhelming. We then had, the, uh, had Gran Turismo 6 come out about, I don't know, something like a year and a half later, two years later, and it was like, well, so what? You haven't done enough to it compared to 5, because 5 had such a long delay window that it's not good enough. You look at then something like um, Grand Theft Auto 5, completely different game company, much more money, it was the most expensive game development of all time. Mm. I know that. But you look at what that did for the, the previous generation con- consoles, PlayStation 3 and 4, uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox One. Yep. Uh, Xbox 360. One? Was it 1? 360. It was 360, sorry. Um... And then they very quickly got a copy out for for Grand Theft uh, for for the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, and you could see very quickly the difference between the two. You could see that you could play it as first person. The graphics were more increased. There was more to mm. do. There was a bigger. The world was higher graphics. Everything had been increased, and it was unbelievably good. You know, you can see what some people are doing, and then you look at something like Naughty Dog here. This game now is going to have such unrealistic um, expectations on it from me and a lot of people. And Bianca made a very good point that this game's already been delayed. And we recently saw footage of some of the game mechanisms, like jumping, for example. And we were both kind of like, "Eh, it's not very good for a game that's had a delay of this long and taken this long to develop. Like, it looks not very polished completely. And if that's all they've been able to do in that time... Either that has to be seriously redone, but I wouldn't expect them to redo it if they're showing off the footage as final footage. Um, I, I don't have confidence that this game's going to justify the long wait time, basically. So, and that's not to... S- I was yeah, just going to say to that, that video that they showed, they have mm-hmm. said that they fixed that gameplay. So there was like... There was just problems. Because everyone said something about it. Yeah, but that... They wouldn't have fixed it otherwise, though. Yeah, Unless true. everyone said something about it. How lucky are they that they released that as, look how good we are, and then everyone said, that's shit house, fix it. They went, oh, yeah, we're going to do that all along, don't worry. No, you weren't. Otherwise, you wouldn't have released that. <laughs> um, um, there was a second thing I was going to say. I was just looking it up when you said about the statement. I kind of wanted to read it too, but mm-hmm. I didn't pull that up. I found out that this was announced very, very clearly after the um, delay that Last of Us is going to do a very small promotional release with a beer company 
um, cold. Cold Corona? No. <laughs> that would wow. be hilarious, though. Um, oh, no. It's IPA, Cosmic IPA. And they're limit, releasing a limited amount of beer. and But it's going to be sold off in a raffle. So you've got to actually make an entry to get... You've got to make an entry and then you can buy one of the limited amount of beers if you win. So basically mm-hmm. what I understand from that is that they are releasing some stuff so it is ready to be released. So then it's probably... Either I want to hope that it's something that's been yelled at to them from Sony, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It sounds like a money play, which absolutely I, I guarantee it's a money play. Um, if anything, uh, PS Five haunch title, <laughs> yeah, all, all that. Or like I said, they're trying to find the bugs. They wanted a limited release because you've also got to remember they they have the factions on the Last of Us game. But they weren't going to release so, that. I know, but maybe they're trying to have an online thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um, What I do know is that The the Last of Us was remastered and re-released for the PlayStation 4. About... uh, The uh, the Last of Us came out on PlayStation 3 the final year of PlayStation 3 games before the PlayStation 4 came out. Um, yeah. It then came out in the first year of the PlayStation 4's creation. They then released the remastered version. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they launched it with both PS5 and PS4 versions of the game. Mm. I think that'd be a dog act to not have made that kind of play from the start for all those people that were very, very much on board with it. Because we would have waited if they said nothing other than the game will be released in October 2020. I wouldn't have said anything. The fact that they said it's coming out in February... And then October 2019, say, oh, actually, we're going to delay the February launch to be um, the following May or that that May. That's that's cruel. Just say it's going to take longer than it's going to, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Don't promise something and then change it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all just a bit of a mess and a bit unfair and dodgy and annoying. Um, a little bit more to the whole thing with Naughty Dog and crunching with games. Um, yeah. Again, you look at, say, Uncharted 4 took so long to develop because they had a complete story rewrite because things just weren't working. That's also because a lot of the game designers and um, animators and lead animators all left after the, 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 after, this, after the Last of Us 1 and also Uncharted 3. Um, they rehired a whole bunch of staff to do Uncharted 4. They did that. And then all of that staff basically then left Naughty Dog again including one of Naughty Dog's lead creators, which was Bruce Straley. Um, Because he needed a sea change, he needed to get out. And then with this one, we're expecting Naughty Dog to basically have to start again with staff again after this this game, uh, The Last of Us Part 2, which basically means game development for them. They do a high level of quality in terms of game, but they take so long to make, not just because they have this high level of game quality, but also because they have to delay um, the progress on it because they have to retrain all of their staff again and again and again and again for every single game. So you have to factor in at least six months of training time to get them to the level that they want before they can push on with the game anyway. So it's all just a bit of a mess. But that's the. It's been yes. how many years since the last of The Last of Us came? And it's been how many years since they announced yeah. they're doing a new game? What annoys me mostly is if 
I mean, we knew about two years ago that it wasn't going to be ready till 2020. Yeah, it was going to take ages. And we also knew about two years ago that it was going to coincide with the PlayStation 5. And I think we've just, we discussed this before that mm-hmm. we just thought it was coming out with the PlayStation 5. Yeah, well, a lot of people did. I, I, for a long time, I remember that the only hype around it was when will we get a reveal for the game? No one was even worried about the release date. Everyone was like, that's fine. It takes as long as you need. We just want to know the release date. But now they released the reveal a release. date. Yeah, give us the reveal date. Give us a trailer. Give us something. That's what we're excited about. But it took so long to do that that then when they gave us the release date for the game, we're like, okay, well, that that's so far away that that must be honest. And then it's not. Twice. One of which maybe is not their fault, but it's in the long term, it's their fault because they should have just relaunched uh, launched it the, the first time because they should have been done by then. Um, instead of putting all the pressure. In saying that. Them. Yep. Final Fantasy. What number are we up to? Uh, Remastered seven. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's let's get into this. One hundred and thirty-two. Sure. Was released. Thirty-two. <laughs> all right. So while it feels like one hundred and thirty-two. <sighs> it does. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are feeling like you're waiting forever for your Last of Us Part 2. Final Fantasy VII was, was, still is, one of the most successful video games ever made. Like, I, 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 have, some, I have some numbers. I, <laughs> why? Because it, it is an absolute masterpiece of a video game. Anyway, um, where are we? The... Yeah, the re- reception... No, not the critical reception. Where's the... I'm trying to find this damn thing. Okay. Sales. Here we go. In Japan, within three days of its release, this is back in 1997, Final Fantasy VII sold over 2 million copies. Upon release, it was a killer app for the original PlayStation console, with Computing Japan noting that it was largely responsible responsible for the PlayStation's global installed base increasing from 10 million units sold by November 96 to 16 million units by May 97 an increase of 60%. In North America, its popularity inspired thousands of retailers to break street dates in September to meet public demand for the title. In the game's debut weekend in North America, it sold 330,000 copies and grossed $16.5 million, higher than any video game, surpassing Star Fox 64 at 300,000 sales and most Hollywood blockbuster movies up until then. Final Fantasy VII had reached sales of 500,000 copies in less than three weeks. Like, it that's, was pure insanity at the time. That's a lot of copies. Yeah. That's impressive. So, obviously, there was excitement at the idea of remaking Final Fantasy VII, and they had been talking about remaking it for the PlayStation 2 in the early 2000s. That's how long this has been a discussion. They had begun talking about it then because they had just remade... Um, eight and nine for the ps2 and seven was their biggest title they desperately wanted to get onto it but it had been put aside because they were already working on 13 for the um for the ps3 because it was one of the first titles for the playstation 3 uh do do i've got some info where are we demand for a remake so quick question yeah 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 is the reason why i think there's so many of them is just because they keep re-releasing on new consoles partially there are yeah i was gonna say why don't they just 
Why why aren't they doing the remakes in order? I remake one first, then two, then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Because there's fifteen of them. Yeah, but by the there's... time you get to, but, but by the time so the, the so so number fifteen or whatever is on is on PlayStation four. Four. By the time yep. you get to releasing the remake for it, it'll be on PlayStation eight or something like that. So you know you do an order. Why why do eight and nine and then go back and go? Ah, oh, let's do seven now, and then let's do five, and then let's do thirteen again, and. I don't know how well some of them would sustain a remake. Also, um, Final Fantasy eleven and fourteen are both online games. Um, especially um, fourteen is still an ongoing online game, where they're still releasing expansions. But okay, so to clarify for you, since I know um, Bianca, I know you've played one of them at least, but Phil, you're relatively unfamiliar with them. Each of the number titles. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So Final Fantasy, it's a role playing game. Each game is set in a different world with different characters and a different story. But they're all like Japanese, but sound American. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, like, like playing an anime. Yeah. That's kind of how I, I likened it in my head as a kid. Um, yeah, so basically each one is a different story. Some of them have been expanded upon further than others. For instance, Final Fantasy thirteen has three games because there was that much story to tell that they split it over three. Final Fantasy seven has enough story in it that the game itself was one of the first PlayStation games to come on two discs for the PS1. Then they built a number of other smaller games around it for the PS1, the PS2, Game Boy, PSP, and there's even an animated film of Final Fantasy VII that also links into the story. Right. There is a lot. Seven by far has the most going for it. And this remake that we've waited you know, close to 20 years for is only part of the original game remade. They haven't even remade the whole game. It is part of the game. Then why release it? Because they're doing it as a multi... Where's... where's... They've got some fancy phrasing for this. Where is it? Is it like Assassin's Creed 2? How there's actually three games for Assassin's Creed 2? Kind of, yeah. But this, like, they've they've said that this is a remake as a multi-part series, and this is the first entry. Because the original game is so big, they've decided... I, I think they're going to incorporate every little bit of Final Fantasy VII and do it as one big thing, as one big game split over multiple titles. So this is the first part of Final Fantasy VII being remade. Yeah, money. Money. Of course it's money. Money. Yeah, Sorry, I was doing money. the money symbol. Like, yeah, yeah people in the podcast could hear me yep yep and of course it's, of course it's money but it's it's also like we've waited so long in 2005 um playstation uh, well sony debuted a, a bit of demo footage of a potential remake they remade the opening sequence of the original game for the ps3 and it caught everyone's attention so for the last 15 years everyone's been actively going every year going come on come on where's the remake where's the remake and now we've we've kind of got it, but it's not the whole thing remade yet. So I think the idea is that every year or two they'll release 
another part to it. But certainly for the first 12 months, we've got this game, and not only have we got it, but it's a PlayStation exclusive for the first 12 months. And exclusive. Um, yep. That's PlayStation and Sony making a deal with them. Like, yep. we'll probably help you along with this. Well, Final Fantasy... If you make it exclusive. Yeah, well, Final Fantasy started on the Super Nintendo for the first three titles, I think. And then... No, maybe four. It moved exclusively to PlayStation after maybe five or six. And then it stayed exclusively on PlayStation until 13. And 13 was the first title to go to Xbox as well. Um, hmm. What? So it's a role-playing game. And yep. what does that mean? Because I always hear that phrase, and I should know that phrase, but I have absolutely no idea what the hell it means. Because aren't all games role-playing? Technically like a role-playing role? game. Bianca, would you be able to give a better definition of this? Okay, so here's the thing. I am a fully-fledged nerd, but outside of role-playing IRL, I don't understand role-playing games either. The phrase role-playing game. Because isn't isn't like Uncharted is a role-playing game, you're playing Nathan Drake, and then other games you're... what? Is it because you... Do you get to customise it? A little bit, but okay. So, good old Wikipedia is here to help us. Role-playing video game. A role-playing video game, commonly referred to as simply a role-playing game or an RPG, is a video game genre where the player controls the actions of a character and/or several party members immersed in some well-defined world. Yeah, that's basically it. That's, like, like, that's, it's okay, pretty so well every I'd, game. I so completely argue that every game that I play is a role-playing game. Yeah, that's of course. Of Outside of yeah. car driving. <clears throat> car driving. I mean, even... Yeah, I'm car driving, racing. I mean, even my brother plays um, yeah. FIFA. and That's a role-playing game. He controls multiple characters and he plays... Yeah. It's a role-playing sports game, game. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why? So, so what? yeah. So, what's the difference between every game's a role playing game then? Like, what's why yeah. is Skyrim or Final Fantasy deemed a role playing game, but Grand Theft Auto's not? I think because <clears throat> of the nerds. Yeah. As a nerd, I can say that we're um, a fickle folk. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It's like that video that there, there's there's this video that's quite funny. I think by Funny or Die, where they're <clears throat> talking about what makes you a nerd. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, we know a lot of information about, like, a small branch of the, you know, a small, you know, sci-fi thing. But, people, no, a small particular topic is what they said. Yeah. And then some, the, the chick's like, well, I know all the yeah. information about sex in the city. Why aren't I a nerd? It's, yeah. So it's the true. reason why it's a role-playing game and Uncharted isn't is because nerd culture. I see. <sighs> no, I fair. believe that. I, I say Uncharted's um, a role-playing game. But, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so you're playing... So it's just a role-playing game. And yep. basically what's the... I, I always thought it was a game like Mortal Kombat or Tekken where it was just basically you stand there and then you have to do a fight and just button mash. I always thought it was that. They Okay, so they're... Eventually, on the PSP, they made a game for Final Fantasy called Dissidia where it was basically Tekken with Final Fantasy characters. You could play as all right. the heroes or the villains and battle it out. And they, right. in the last couple of years, they brought that across to the PlayStation 4 as well, which is kind of cool. But yep. otherwise, each game has its own story. So I'll read you the synopsis for number seven. 
since that's the one in question for us right now. The game's story follows Cloud Strife, a mercenary who joins an eco-terrorist organization to stop a world-controlling megacorporation from using the planet's life essence as an energy source. Events send Cloud and his allies in pursuit of Sephiroth, a superhuman who seeks to wound the planet and harness its healing power in order to be reborn as a demigod. During the journey, Cloud builds close relationships with his party members, including Aerith Gainsborough, who holds the secret to saving their world. Basically just sounds like an anime. Yep. And, uh... So how do you control the play? Is it an open world? Is it a story-based thing where it's like linear? You go from point A to point B. Is it a sandbox? Or is it? Or is it? It's it's all cutscene, and then you get to like press like say yes or say no or move forward or move years to years ago. It used to have a lot more cutscenes to it, and used to basically feel like Pokemon. You. I've never played a Pokemon around. game before. You'd move around, you know, in the world, but. It wasn't strictly open world. They okay. brought open world to Final Fantasy much later. It, basically, I think the first time I ever saw open world in Final Fantasy was 15. And then they've right. kind of done it with a couple of the remakes. So I think 10 and 12 both got it on their remakes. And I'm not sure. I, I haven't opened 7 yet, so I haven't had a go at it. But it wouldn't surprise me if they've gone that way. Also, the battle system in it is turn-based, or, or at least it was turn-based for a very long time. They changed it into... Um, what's the other term for the battle system? Button mash. I can't remember. Yeah, button... <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's say button mash. Yeah, button mash. Yeah, let's say button mash. They, they moved it to button mash um, later down the track, which is good because they had already debuted that in the Kingdom Hearts series. The Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. games do not use turn-based thank goodness um and for those of you that are not aware you've all heard of kingdom hearts but kingdom hearts is essentially a crossover of final fantasy with the world of disney and your best mates are donald and and donald and and goofy why not mickey no mickey's there too but it's mainly donald and goofy it's all what the Mickey, Mickey's off doing something else, generally, and then you've got Donald and Goofy with you most of the time. But you do have Mickey as well for part of it. Mickey okay. serves a different purpose in the games. Um, but also, a number of Final Fantasy characters will cross over into Kingdom Hearts, so particularly Cloud from Final Fantasy VII does appear in Kingdom Hearts. And mm. Kingdom Hearts has its own characters, so Sora is your main character in Kingdom Hearts. Right. Okay. But yeah, right. it, it's it's all connected. Still not fully understanding what Final Fantasy is and what the hype is, but I'm not saying I'm not saying that it I don't think it deserves it. I'm saying I don't I need to watch YouTube it's, videos. It's a lot fantasy role-playing games. Fantasy role-playing games. My my best recommendation is to grab a game and actually try it out. I tried that. <laughs> didn't particularly like it you tried a very old one i i did i didn't know i i don't remember which one i got to be honest if, but i was like a kid yeah and i went to primary school and my whole video gaming experience before yeah. i started primary school was just whatever video game my brother played 
And then I was in primary school and I had friends who played video games who were like, try it, you've got to play Final Fantasy VII, you're not cool if you don't. Mind you, my brother and I were playing quite violent video games and my friends weren't allowed to play those video games. So technically I was the cool one. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, you were ahead of the curve. Um, But no, yeah, no so question. I got Final Fantasy... Yeah, well I got Final Fantasy VII and I remember my aunt sent it to us and we couldn't always get... Or I don't know which one I got, but we couldn't always get video games from my aunt because she lived in Singapore. So she'd get all the video games way before we did in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and I used up one of our video games on Final Fantasy and my brother never forgave me for it because it was so boring. I, Neither of us liked it. I, to this day, get confused between... Now, I've got one of the Resident Evil games, Resident Evil 7, but I think Resident Evil 7 is quite different from all the other Resident Evil games. Like, entirely different. I get very confused between Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, and... There's one more kind of game style like that that I get confused with. I know why, too. The other reason why is there was a stage where they all had very similar covers. That's true. They were all white with that break in the middle. Like, that. it looked like it was being torn in two. Also, also, how many Final Fantasies can there be? Who knows? That's the one I had! Yeah! Which one was that? I didn't see it. That's seven. Sorry, Drew just showed me a photo. Um, Yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So no, that's see, what I got in trouble for. But no, but see, what what's the? I hope you kept it. It's worth a lot of money now. I don't know. Justin has all the PlayStation um, One games. What's the? F- why are they not at their Final Fantasy yet? Who knows? Oh, that's like Mission Impossible. If it's an impossible mission, why are there so many of the movies? And why are there so many Final Destinations? I thought you were at your Final Destination. No, no, we're at the fourteenth Final Destination. Do you remember when they tried to make a last movie in the series and they called it The Final Destination? No, no. I just stopped watching him after the one. After I think that it was the scene. I think it was the scene where the person was in the car. They had a car accident and no. they were stuck in their seat. And then no. someone tripped and hit the car. And there was a, po- oh, a pole God, had gone that, through no. their headrest and was sticking a sharp. Not that was, scene. Was sticking through the headrest. And then they Anything someone tripped. Someone scene. tripped on the car and hit it. And the airbag went off and it flew the person's head up through the, the pole in the back of the seat. I think that scene for me was basically like, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. No more. Wow. Um, <laughs> but but that, that just brings me to things with way too many sequels and movies and intertwine. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of the MCU, but that makes sense at the very least. Yeah. The reason why there's 10 Fast and the Furious movies, and then I just found out there are more. Okay, yes. So moving, let's let's segue then. Good segue. Yes. From Final Fantasy VII, which, well done, Drew, your game's out. Screw you for having your game out while we're, we don't have ours. Um, yeah, yeah. Of course, you did wait a long time. But also, absolutely no <laughs> idea what it's about or how it works or anything like that. Anyway, You're going to have to play it. <laughs> um, Bianca, yes, do tell me your bits of information on uh, Fast and Furious. So today I was doing my thing and I was trying, I was, yeah, today I just decided to binge a whole bunch of movies and I was like, you know what? I want to actually watch the new Fast and the Furious because even though they're a terrible, terrible franchise, I always get curious and I'm just like, I'm just going to watch it. So I was was trying to see if it was out and if it was anywhere, like, because they've released a whole bunch of digital movies early. 
Um, yeah, but this one's not even and finished And in my doing yet. so... Oh, I thought it got released. No, Fast 9 is, is nine? not finished and ready. Yeah, it's not even ready. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that explains some things. Hobbs and um, Shaw is the, lot, I, the most recent. <laughs> yeah, which I've seen. And yeah. it actually, it was actually my favourite movie of all the Fast and the Furiouses. <laughs> um, I can see that. But, so, yeah, I, I was looking it up, but I got distracted. Very distracted. Yeah. Because then I found out, you know Han? Yep. Mm. Um, Everyone's favourite. He... Yep. <laughs> yeah. The chip-eating he, guy that gets killed twice from the same death. Yeah. Oh, but is he He was dead? in another movie with... So, what, what's the director's name? Justin what? Justin, Justin Lin. something. Justin Lin. So, before Justin Lin did Tokyo Drift, I think he did Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I think he did. So the movie that Han came from, there's another movie that Han's in. He's a part of another movie called, oh my God, I had it here. Where did it go? Oh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah. And it's actually based on a true story about a bunch of Asian students that because they were Asian and everyone thought they were nerdy. Okay. I actually don't know if this is the proper synopsis of the movie. This is what I got from the trailer. That because they were nerdy, no one thought that they were going to commit any crimes, but they were committing a lot of crimes. So, I don't know what you're showing me. I'm showing you that his character's name is Han in that movie. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not just that his character's name is Han. He is Han? It's him. He's Han. (gasps) So this movie is connected to the Fast and the Furious movies. Which blew my mind, because why is there more... And then also, there's a cartoon series. Yeah. That's qu- qu- for question, kids. Question, and question it's about. Now, hang on, hang on. Yeah. This movie with Han in it, that's not Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Did it come out before Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? Yes. Yes. How long have they had this shit planned for? Which shit? As in. Okay, so I always thought that there were three Fast and Furious movies. In fact, to this day, I stand by, there are only three Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Fast and Furious 1, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. Yeah. Because continuity does not allow for there to be more films than that. The phones alone in Tokyo Drift <laughs> prove that. Um, continuity, I like that. It's true. Um, oh my god, I just realised that means that that movie is only set... That movie is set during four, five, six, and seven. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. With but that means phones. that Han is involved in both series at the same time. So that means his whole persona of how superhuman and how awesome he is part of the Fast and Furious gang that there is. At the same time, he's a nerdy school student. How does no, that no, work? No, no, no. He's the cousin of a nerdy student, school student. He's actually not a main char- character. Right. He's just the cool cousin who gets them. I've kind of read the synopsis. He's just the cool cousin who gets them like right. in touch with people. Good. Okay. So, well, having said that, though, I'm still going to blow apart the world. Like can... I've always said, <laughs> Fast and Furious 3, which takes place after Fast and Furious 6, doesn't make sense because... And very clearly has flip phones. Has flip phones, has iPod <laughs> minis in it, has um, little Bow Wow in it. Um <laughs> 
it's it, it has cars which are not new anymore, which were the newest cars of the time. It has things that are not up to date, but somehow it's set in the future. They didn't think that shit through, but where the hell did this Han character? How did they? How did some things get thought through so well, but other things get thought through so awfully? And how else did they manage to get to the point where they're able to release such truly awful, underdone, garbage storylines, which are probably responsible for the fact that America is full of stupid people to this day, <laughs> but still it makes a lot of money. I do not know. Okay, so one one thing that you said during that whole spiel was well thought out, and I'm doing the quotation marks because it was not well thought out. What happened... No, they're not well what, thought from out. What, from what I understood happened is that Vin Diesel... No, Paul Walker wasn't going to do number three. Yeah, he was Because busy. number two... Yeah, number two wasn't that great in numbers. <laughs> and he didn't want to do number three. And alternatively, Vin Diesel hadn't come back for number two. Yep. Yep. So he didn't want to do number three. But they wanted to do number three as a franchise. They wanted to make this a franchise. And they're like, you know what? We can take this international. And they got Justin Lin. Yeah. Lin? I don't know. Yeah, Lin. They got him to do the third movie because he had just won a lot of awards for this movie that I was talking about, which was Better Luck Tomorrow. And then... Because he liked the actor who played Han and he liked the character of Han, he just put him in Fast and the Furious as a bit of a, like, ha, he's there, with no context. Like, he didn't mention, he didn't link them up until later, which is why that movie, Better Luck Tomorrow, is now retroactively in there. But according to... The leaks, this is why it comes back to the new one. It's just nine, right? They're up to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to the leaks, this movie references things that happen in Better Luck tomorrow, which is why it's an even bigger deal now. And the, but the, the, the fact that it's created this multiverse of what the fuckness. What's, what's crazy to me is that the second one, which is probably not well received actually i've never checked is actually my favorite and it's the last one that i really enjoyed fully because it was all about i like the second one it was all about the kind of chintzy kind of um rices you know the the term of the cars that are japanese and stuff that are just done up to look shit ass with really crappy paint jobs and shitty body kits and um chrome rims and stuff on it and you know nos and everything like that like it was the last of the ones that really did that sort of really shitty kind of car mods and stuff which is like back in the day when auto salon was a major thing it, it yeah. kind of tied into that whole underworld kind of thing and then it became this massive heist movie which i didn't want if i wanted to, do, to see a heist movie i'd watch oceans 11 maybe oceans or 12 the italian 13 job. if i needed to or the italian job but instead i get to watch a movie series with a bunch of absolute fucking idiots who are no good at anything but street racing but even still, that's only because they change gear about 40,000 times in about a quarter mile. People that are only good at that sort of shit suddenly be able to be the smartest people on Earth and do these amazing no. 
things and everything like that, and then suddenly the no. rocks in there, and then suddenly Jason Statham's in there, and then suddenly they're keeping up with a plane taking off on a runway in a car, and then suddenly they're able to steal a safe and drag it along a road in a car. Like what? How, on how earth about is how going about on? how about the cars backing out of the plane and parachuting back down to the earth? <laughs> Or how about the, the oh, how about the no. car then? Yes. Then being per- perfectly fine, and then how about a car literally falling off a cliff and barrel rolling down the cliff? Yep. Hitting and destroying itself, and suddenly they get to the bottom, and then the person gets out. Vin Diesel, I think it was in the car, gets yep. out, and he's perfectly fine. Are you or, kidding me? Or Vin and Paul getting the car out of the building by driving it through the air into, into the next building. building. And then into another building. Uh, I like the one where um, Vin Diesel catches, I don't remember her name, the Letty in midair over the bridge. Like she was flying through midair and he just flew his car over. Is that? And lands it on the bridge. Or how she died but then she wasn't dead. Or how the kid from Fast and Furious 3 is also in in, in Fast and Furious 6 or 7. But seven, somehow yeah. he's the same age, even though he looks about forty-five years old. Yeah, I have fun facts about that. Anymore. He's in NCIS New Orleans, I think. Yeah. What? Right. As... He's one of the cops in New Orleans. No, that's not him. <laughs> Isn't it? If you mean no, the main guy, no, it's not. Yeah, the main guy. That's Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> he, no, he was he was Robin that's Los in Angeles. Batman. Yeah, oh. I know who that is. That's Los Angeles, New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. okay. Is he actually yeah. New Orleans? Serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sorry, okay. Drew, you were, you were waving, you were waving furiously yeah. about Letty being alive. Uh, okay, yeah, because <laughs> so they've already put a trailer for Fast Nine up, right? And yeah, who should appear Which in is the trailer? Ridiculous. Who should appear in the trailer? Alive and well, Han. Han. Yeah, Han's alive again. That's they're what just, they're just, they're just, they're just. <laughs> cheating the audience and the audience is too stupid to realize they're being but, cheated but here's the thing like i the last one that i watched which was eight and i i only watched them once and then i never watched them again so i probably get information wrong in it but eight was like you dropped your phone by the way yeah i did drop my phone in eight at the end of eight like he's having like they have those family dinners or whatever at the end of every movie yeah and me and my family eight yeah, me and my familiar. At the end of eight, he has dinner or lunch or whatever with the guy who killed Han. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, did you... Where have we got... Like, all the bad guys keep turning good. Um, that's true, they do. Um, and I don't... What you were talking about before with the heists, I didn't mind four. Four was actually one of my favourites. Because it was a proper heist film. They were, like, ripping off the police. And in number one, they were robbers. Like, they were just plain robbers. So that made sense to me. But they were robbers, but they were street racers. And then suddenly... And they were doing a lot of what they were doing to fund their street racing. And then suddenly... Yeah. Now they just... Yeah, but they did... Number four, they did it so that they could get away and have their own lives. And that I appreciated. And I was like, you know what? Just leave it at that. And then they came out with number five, and then number five was when it started getting really weird, because that's when that secret police got involved, um, and that's when I lost the plot. What the Kurt Russell um, thing? Yeah, I like. I <laughs> think that the only way that I'll watch these films is if one of my favorite podcasts, besides this one, of course, um, 
What Say You podcast with two of the guys from the Impractical Jokers TV show and movie, Sal and yeah. Q. Um, they did a thing where they were talking about how they, when they, whenever they'd see a movie, they'd stand outside and talk about the movie before getting in their cars and going home and probably talk about the movie longer than the movie itself was. Um, and then they did the thing where they spoke about the Fast and Furious movies and then they watched the Fast and Furious movies and then they did it basically as like a, a commentary for the film as a podcast and they did seven episodes for the seven, first seven films. Um, and basically they'd say, okay, they'd talk about it. Then they'd say, okay, resume this at 35 minutes in. And then they'd, you'd, you'd go and watch the movie again, stop it at 35 minutes. And then you'd go back and listen to the rest of the podcast and then say, okay, resume playing and then pause at this time. And so you'd have like both going, pausing and going like um, concurrently. It was, it was really good. It was really good. And that's the only way that I would watch those films because it was fun to talk about and listen to them talk about just how ridiculous they are. And the fact that they were sitting there taking notes on the film to talk about it. And it was brilliant. <laughs> I will never go and watch those films by choice ever because they're just so bad that I don't want to feel myself get stupider as I watch it. What if I supply the it alcohol? Is fun to, it is to fun to watch it all. Yeah, I was going to say with yeah. alcohol and take a shot every time they say family. That's a lot of fun. Mile. I have to say, <laughs> I I only made it up to four. <laughs> wow. Actually, two is pretty good. Two and three, they don't say I like, family I like, that much. I like two very much. Two's again. Two's probably my favorite because it doesn't have anything to do with Vin Diesel, who I think is one of the worst actors in the world. And we're um, also introduced to Tyrese's character. <laughs> yeah, who always just goes, "Hey, Fonzy," or what does he say? He always just and he always just takes people's sandwiches and stuff like that. He's just funny. It's good. Um, but then they overplay yeah. him in the next couple ones whenever he's brought back in in four, five, six, or whatever it is in seven and stuff. He's still there. Like he's he is, still of course going. he is. Um, Have you heard the drama that goes backstage? Yeah, yes. the fact that the, none the, of them like that Vin Diesel's a piece of shit and The Rock hates Vin Diesel. Yeah, that and that Tyrese. Feud. And I think it was Tyrese and The Rock had like a giant feud yep. and fight. Yep. And then. Tyrese was angry that the original actors like Tyrese and Ludacris and all that were getting left out of major decisions. But Ludacris was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's, this is Ludacris's only job. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh, yeah. He's but, already um, had his career. This is like semi-retirement. Um, yeah. Let's let's halt that conversation now as we are at the end of the show and let's move on to our sick end of the week. We will, Drew, have to come back to Breaking Bad next week and perhaps we can have a little bit more discussion about just how pathetic and awful and how much it ruins lives um, Fast and Furious series really is. I might even go back and watch a couple during the week because you've said some, Bianca, you've said some nice words about number four and I think number four is actually my least favourite of them all. So, well, the opening, the opening scene with the bloody... The opening scene with that bloody tanker that somehow they managed to sit there revving the car and wheel spinning to the point where they go, okay, and they time it perfectly so that yeah. when the oil tanker tumbles down the hill, they can accelerate and drive underneath it at the right time that it bounces. My God. It's number yeah, four but took that's itself like, too I think seriously. That's the, I think number four is, I think that's, that's like the craziest thing that happens in number four. Well, there's the whole part where Letty dies. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's just stupid. It is. And there's the whole like, part where they drive through the caves. Yeah. I don't remember that. That I really got to go watch it again. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our sick end of the week. Now, Drew and I and Bianca, we were all discussing it off air before. Yes. And um, I made a suggestion based on the fact that 
just just through <laughs> random conversation, as we always do, the conversation often comes to Bianca's grandfather, uh, who is who such, I live with, who she re- lives with, and is such yes. a remarkable human because he is probably the greatest source of entertainment I think this world has ever seen, without yep. knowing. We never yep. knew we needed that sort of entertainment. And Bianca does the great thing for us, the absolute service to us all, um, in often typing up the conversations that she has with her grandfather for Facebook. Um, these are just... You just look forward to the piece of information and the little gem that you're going to receive when you read um, a story okay. about the two of them. Whether it's uh, Bianca not wanting her grandfather to go outside during the lockdown... And him not understanding why, whether it be Bianca telling him we don't need paper towels, to which he then sneaks out during lockdown in the morning while she's sleeping to go and buy more paper towels, to which she then we goes have to twenty five paper exactly. towels. Exactly, she goes to the cupboard to count the rolls of twenty five and says we have twenty two, and now we have twenty five thanks to your additional ones. To which he then says, "Oh no, we need those." To which Bianca says, "We don't. We go through one roll every three days or so," and uh, he's convinced that they need them. Same thing happens with eggs. Maybe it's uh, he'll go and buy eggs and Bianca will say, well, I just bought eggs. And then Bianca will drop an entire punnet or pallet of eggs. Okay, no, I didn't drop the eggs. Okay. My granddad has Parkinson's and he was pointing to where they should go into the fridge and he knocked them out of my hand. Okay. So that we smashed a whole tray of eggs. So that was a good thing that but you then the next, Yeah, so but then the next four eggs I did break. <laughs> <laughs> I've never broken I think I've broken maybe one egg in my life You dropped four in one go And he dropped an entire we, tray Wow! I dropped four in one go Because I was trying to carry too many And he dropped So all in all we, we dropped 16 eggs But we'd had 32 <laughs> to begin with We had 32 so, okay. It was um, okay but so, basically, or something. so basically There's a lot of fun that happens And the fact that Bianca lives such a normal life except for the fact that her grandfather lives there and is just so much fun because of just the dealing with a very confident but going slightly off the rails but still very confident and very self-aware person just creates a lot of fun so i think that uh for, for the joy that we have been brought both through lockdown um this coronavirus chaos and also through life because it's been hilarious for a long time I think your Dede deserves to win Sit Kent of the Week. Agreed. I will tell him. Yes. He came in he came into the room halfway through this recording and I was sitting there like waving at him going, Don't say a word. God, that was entertaining. Like, just don't speak. I was <laughs> so, watching you yes. all through that. It was so funny. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say something and for him to be impromptly on the show. And him to him to show. maybe just ask why you're asking him not to say anything. Bianca, why are you to... waving your hands like you don't want me to say anything? <laughs> Feel yeah. free to tell Dede that he is more than welcome to join the show one week. <laughs> yeah. Literally all he would be like is, hello, okay, how are you? Good. He is Bye. the sweetest <laughs> man. He is. Yeah. He's a wonderful man. And he is our sick end of the week for this week. Um, and from there, Bianca, I say thank you to you as always. Drew, I say thank you to you as well. Thank you, Phil. And uh, till next week, make sure you stay safe, stay indoors, and mm. continue to binge listen to Kent and the steering team as always. Bianca, until next time. Yep. Yep.